You are tuned to the Nahum Siegel Network on jmandtheam.org and nachumsegel.com. Stay tuned for JM Sunday with Matis Weingast.
Good morning, everyone, and welcome to JM Sunday right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. I'm your host, Matis Weingast, and today is March 30th, 2014, 28th day in the month of Adar Shani, 5774. Rosh Chodesh Nisan begins Monday night, and that means that Pesach is just around the corner. If you're studying Daf Yomi, it's uh, Sukkah Daf 55, and this coming Tuesday... Masechas Beitza, or Beya, as some call it, begins on Tuesday. It's a great way to join the Dafyomi worldwide studying. A, uh, a new Masechda is always a great way. It is uh, 46 degrees outside right now in the north New Jersey area, heading to a high of 49 and dipping down to a low of 38 later today. And this evening, rain throughout the day, as it was yesterday. Hope you enjoyed your Shabbos. And uh, thanks for joining me this morning in Yerushalayim. It is 68 degrees and going down to 42 degrees, mostly cloudy. Since it is a couple of weeks before Pesach, uh, we are going to have an interview today later on in the uh, 8.30 time slot. My guest will be Aviva Kanoff. She's the author of the Pesach cookbook entitled The No Potato Passover, A Journey of Food, Travel, and Color. So she'll be joining me to talk about her cookbook and uh, why she picked that particular style of uh, no potatoes, although she does say in there in some places that you can kind of cheat and add potatoes. So we'll talk to her about that. Uh, she was named just last week in the top five of kosher cookbooks sold on Amazon, and she is recipient of the Gourmand Award, I hope I pronounced that correctly, for best kosher cuisine in the United States. So that's later on. Thanks for joining me this morning here exclusively on the Nachum Siegel Network. JM Sunday, we're going to go to the music. Coming up at the 7.30, Rabbi David Goldwasser, and coming up at 8 o'clock, our news from Israel. Thanks so much, everyone. This is the place to wake up to on Sunday mornings. JM Sunday exclusively on the Nachum Siegel Network.
know it's about what you do to your love, what you do to you, put all your talent to it. Everybody's got something that they love, but they just can't find a way. Show your limit, show your limit, show your limit. Come on, you're down.
great music from Schleimi Gertner. We're going to give you a complete wrap-up of everything we played and uh, what's coming up right after Morning Chizik. So let's go right now to Rabbi Goldwasser. Rabbi Goldwasser's words, Lazecha Nishmas Rav Zev, Rabbi Yosef Halevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. A person's walking in the street and hears a little child crying, looking for his mother who has left the house. It's simple for the person to determine whether the mother left a long time ago or she just left. If the child is screaming, Mommy, Mommy, then the mother probably just left. But if the child cries weakly, it's probable that the mother's been away for a while and the child doesn't really expect his mother to hear his voice. Similarly, says the Dubna Magid, we unfortunately sometimes don't daven with all of our koach, but rather it's mitzvah anoshim ilimuda. It's by rote. If a novi would come and reveal to us that now is the esrotzon, now is the charm time, and whatever we ask for will be mekubel before Hashem, then we would scream ad kloisa nefesh with all that we have in the Talmud in Maseches Tanis we read a very interesting account of a certain Tkufa, a time period when the rains were withheld. Rebbe Eliezer declared 13 public fasts, but still the rain didn't fall. The people become too used to fasting, the Seder of Tfilis, the order of prayer. And as they started to leave, Rebbe Eliezer called out, Have you prepared graves for yourselves? Rashi says that since the Tfilis had not been answered, they have to prepare because there will be death from starvation. Rebeliezer's words made a profound impression on them. They had charata, regret, they did shuva, and then their tefillahs were accepted. The entire nation burst out in tears and rain fell. What happened here? After 13 public fasts, the nation still did not understand what they were supposed to do. It was only Rebeliezer who got upset with them that they were able to understand the severity of the situation and then they cried out to Hashem. A Talmud of Rabbi Yehuda Asad was once traveling on the road between towns. He was accosted by a thief. The Talmud began to plead and beg for his life but the murderer would not listen to him. With this, the Talmud began to beg to be at least given some time to prepare to leave this world, to say vidoy, confession, and kriyashma. Finally, the murderer acquiesced. He allowed him 15 minutes. The Talmud closed his eyes, and with great kavana, he began to say kriyashma. A few minutes later, he opened his eyes with great trepidation. He knew his end was near, but to his great surprise, the murderer had vanished. The Talmud hurried back to his Rebbe in order that perhaps he would get an explanation as to what had happened. When Rav Yehuda Asad heard this, he asked, Did you ever say Kriyashma with such enthusiasm in your entire life? Certainly not. You should know that in Shemaim in heaven, they wanted to teach you a Perak in Hilchus Kriyashma, the laws of prayer, that a person is obligated to be mekabel upon himself, to accept upon himself the Om Malchus Shemayim, the yoke of the heavenly kingdom, to imagine as if 
this was the last time that he would be privileged to say Kriya Shema. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you Morning Chizik. Have a nice day. Thank you so much, Rabbi Goldwasser. It is uh, 7.35 Eastern Time, 7.35 a.m. Eastern Time, here in the uh, North Jersey area. Mata Swine guest with you on JM Sunday. Thanks for tuning in, everyone, and uh, joining us on the stream exclusively on the Nachum Siegel Network, nachumsegel.com, jmandtheam.org. In the first half hour, I mean, where else can you get great music like this and wake up on a Sunday morning like this? Nowhere in the world. We heard uh, from Benny Friedman, uh, Ellie, uh, Ellie, did we hear from Ellie Schwivel? Yes, we did. Yaga with the uh, hearts, from the Hearts Mind album. Yoel Falkowitz, Simka Liner, aka Pella and Shalshelas. That was the, uh, 7 to 7.30 wrap up of music that we heard. Hey, when you get a chance, go to our Facebook page, JM Sunday, and like the page, just like a listener Zevi did from Israel, and we appreciate that. We're up to 221 likes on the uh, on the page. Really nice, and thank everyone for for doing that and for liking the um, for liking the page. We appreciate it very much. Uh, programming continues all day long here on the stream, NachumSiegel.com. Great encore presentations of Saturday Night Siegel, 9 and 9, and the Z Report. Programming note, there will not be a court report tonight with Elliot Weiselberg. However, this coming Tuesday night, there will be a brand new court report with Elliot Weiselberg on the stream. So make sure that you will listen in to that on Tuesday night. I believe it's at 7 o'clock. And uh, that is, uh, so you'll, you'll get the latest in the, uh, with the sports roundup around the area. So make sure to listen to uh, Elliot then on Tuesday. So we appreciate that, that he's doing that on Tuesday. But it won't be tonight. It will not be a court report tonight. Coming up at the 8.30... My guest will be Aviva Kanoff. She is the author of the Pesach cookbook entitled The No Potato Passover. So uh, we'll find out all about that. 8 o'clock, our news from Israel. What else did I want to tell you? Israel changed um, its clocks on Friday, early Friday morning. So they are now seven hours ahead. There's that seven-hour time difference. It's 68 degrees in Yerushalayim right now, heading down to 42 degrees later this evening, and here in the North Jersey area, it's 46 degrees, and it's going to rain all day long. Better than the uh, the snow we had last week, I guess, but uh, a lot of rain in the last couple of days. Rosh Chodesh begins this coming Monday night, tomorrow night, Rosh Chodesh Nissan, Pesach is around the corner. We're trying to get some interesting programming uh, for the next two Sundays or before Pesach, and we'll see what we can do for that uh, for your enjoyment besides the music see if we can have some special guests on and do some special things wanted to say hello to listener michael who's down in florida enjoying a very busy schedule it seems from what he has uh what he has said so far very busy schedule we're going to go back to the music 7:38 in the morning is there anything else yeah it bothers me there's something i wanted to mention and i can't think of what it is so we'll just have to do it next time Back to the music here on uh, JM Sunday, and we're going to hear from um, we're going to hear Adon Olam. 
That's the next song up, right here, exclusively on the Nachum Siegel Network.
Shalom, Shalom. 
Ik maar dat maakt spaas. Er is een lachmis bandaas. Er redt dat mensen in die rakke velle. De zorgen vroegte, blazen scheten. De ganse maasse, schoene zeten. Die schrakke velle, niet kan checken. Wat tegengehouden, maar vind je aanbrekken. Op mijn rade fantasie. Hij gibt het maar basie. Kan dank is niet gehad, nee, nee.
his heart's been filled with complicated I can't face the emptiness inside That was Abishta from uh, Hearts Mind from Eli Schwubel. Right here on JM Sunday, my name is Matus Weingast. I'm with you here exclusively on the Nachum Siegel Network. We're going to get to the news from Israel in just a minute or so. We uh, just had to make the connection, so I figured I'd give you an extra song that uh, that you could listen to and hopefully enjoy. Before that, we heard from Achenu, Michael Schnitzler. We heard from the Shabbat Alive Album from Rick Recht, Yoli Greenfield, and Greenfield and uh, Dan Nichols. So that was our uh, big song segment. JM Sundays brought to you by Adorama, located at 42 West 18th Street in New York City. The number to call there is 1-800-223-2500. Adorama is much more than just a camera store. It has all your electronic needs, including cameras, of course, audiovisual equipment, electronics, portable entertainment iPods, iPads, and much more. The official electronics retailer of the Nachum Siegel Network, Adorama Imaging and Beyond, 
since 1975. Again, the number there, 1-800-223-2500. Keep on liking the Facebook page, JM Sunday. Listener Elliot, just like the page, and thank you so much for that. It's good to hear from you, and uh, we appreciate it. Keep on liking that page. And you get to find out all the things going on. For instance, at 8.30 today, I'll be joined by Aviva Kanoff, author of the Pesach cookbook entitled The No Potato Passover, A Journey of Food, Travel, and Color. We'll hear what prompted her to write this cookbook, and we'll find out about some of the recipes and a lot more in uh, in there. And, and I'll also ask her why, why it's okay to cheat on the potatoes and actually add some. She has a recipe or so where she says you can add potatoes, you can substitute potatoes if you want. So we'll find out what's with that in the No Potato Cookbook. It's 8.05 in the morning. We're dropped late on the news from Israel. But uh, we are going to be joined now by Levi Julian, a senior Israeli correspondent and Middle East news analyst. She's a former editor and contributing radio news broadcaster at Arut Sheva. She joins us every Sunday morning to bring us up to date on the latest happenings in the state of Israel. Good morning, Hannah Levy Julian. And good morning, Matis. There's a lot happening today in Israel. In a meeting with Likud ministers uh, this morning, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu uh, said that no more Palestinian Authority prisoners are going to be released if there is no clear exchange that is guaranteed with the PA. He said it could be a matter of days, and either it will resolve or it will implode, but either way, there will be no deal without the exchange that the State of Israel receives will be clear. Netanyahu added that if an agreement will be reached with the other side, it will be brought before the cabinet for approval. Meanwhile, Palestinian sources quoted by the newspaper Ashark al-Assad said the Israeli refusal to execute the forced release of Palestinian security prisoners will not lead to any immediate steps by the Palestinian Authority. Sources clarified that the PA prefers waiting the results of U.S. efforts to convince Israel to hold the commitment and adds that the leadership does not want to enter an immediate conflict and appear responsible for the breakdown of the negotiation process. Uh, Mr. Netanyahu also related to the incident on the Israeli-Syrian border on the Golan Heights this past Friday, in which the army fired at two armed gunmen trying to sabotage the border fence. Speaking at the uh, cabinet meeting, Mr. Netanyahu said the idea thwarted an attempt to infiltrate the border and hit people trying to get close to the fence. We will continue to respond to every effort to attack us, he said, and to the best of our ability and part of our policy of initiating action, we will thwart these attacks before they can take place. That's the essence of our policy. It works, and it is showing results. Regarding economic developments, Mr. Netanyahu noted uh, with a great deal of satisfaction that Standard & Poor's reaffirmed on Friday that Israel has an A-plus credit rating. He said this was a confirmation that Israel has a very good economic situation. Uh, Ramallah-based Palestinian Authority police, dressed in civilian clothing, are apparently coming to the aid of Jerusalem residents these days in one of the northern neighborhoods. That's according to a report posted today on the Arut Sheva website. 
Residents of the Kafir Akab neighborhood have been paying property taxes to the state of Israel. They have the right to vote in elections for Jerusalem's mayor and city council members, but apparently they've been calling police from the Palestinian Authority to fight crime in their neighborhood. According to IDF Army Radio, the city of Jerusalem is legally in charge of education and infrastructure in Kafir Akab. But because it's located beyond the Kalandia checkpoint, just north of the capital, Israeli police have to check those who are coming and going to make sure terrorists are not among them. The IDF spokesman's office has denied that Israeli police have been ordered out of the area. However, the spokesperson did say that police must only enter with Army approval. American investors who are regular commuters in and out of Israel are going to be able to get special visas. Interior Minister Gidon Saar proposed the bill that was approved today by the government allowing the special entry visas. They're part of a trial project that also focuses on Israelis who want to invest in U.S. projects as well. The project is expected to start within the next few months. And that's the news. I'm Hannah Julian for JM Sunday. Thank you so much, Hannah Julian, for joining us Sunday mornings on JM Sunday to give us the news from Israel. Appreciate it very much. It's 8.10 in the morning, Eastern Time, here on JM Sunday, exclusively on the stream. Matas Weingast is your host. That is I. <laughs> Programming continues on the stream after 9 o'clock with a great Jewish music on the stream and uh, encore presentations of such shows as Saturday Night Seagull that uh, Executive Assistant Avrami did last night so wonderfully. Uh, 9 and 9 and the Z Report. And music continues all day long. There will not be a new court report tonight. Uh, the court report usually is at 7 p.m. and has been all season on Sundays. 7 p.m. on Sundays with court report with Elliot Weiselberg. So that won't be on tonight, but... I am told that uh, Tuesday night at 7 p.m., Elliot will be on with a new show, a new segment of Court Report. So make sure to uh, to keep it tuned there. Tomorrow morning, 6 a.m., Nachum Siegel will be on with the JM and the AM, followed by the Israel Show, which is an exclusive of the Nachum Siegel Network, exclusively on the stream. And uh, Mayer hosts that show on Monday mornings. He'll continue tomorrow, and I'm sure it's going to be a wonderful show. When you like our Facebook page at JM Sunday, why don't you hop over to Mayer's Facebook page, The Israel Show, and like his page also. Uh, Talking Tech will be on at 10 o'clock following Mayer's show tomorrow. Again, that's exclusively on the stream at uh, NachumSiegel.com. 47 degrees here in North Jersey area. Heading to a high of 49 and then dipping down to 38. Rain all day long is uh, what's in the forecast. Yushlayim, 68 degrees, heading down to 42 degrees a little bit later on. Israel changed the clock, so uh, there are seven hours ahead now. They changed on Friday morning. And kind of Levy Julian was talking to us at about 3.05 today from Israel instead of the Instead of the previous 2.05. And that's what happens when you change the clock, right? <laughs> uh, we're going to go back to the music in just a couple of seconds. Don't forget, my guest at 8.30 will be Aviva Kanoff, author of the Pesach cookbook entitled The No Potato Passover, A Journey of Food, Travel, and Color. We'll hear all about that in, uh, in just about uh, 18 minutes or so. Back to the music. Shlomi Daskal right here 
on JM Sunday. Say, say, say. 
Coincidence, actually, that I uh, that I, I just played this song. Actually, maybe it was a coincidence. I'm not sure if I realized that it's actually called Potato. <laughs> but uh, that's the song we just played, and um, it is uh, coming up on 8:30, so you'll understand why in just a few seconds. That was Shlaimi Gertner and Dudu Kalish, uh, David Vishlaimi on the uh, on that album. So <laughs> that's funny, Potato. Here on JM Sunday, it's Sunday, March 30th, 2014. Excuse me. 28th day in the month of Adar, 5774. Rosh Chodesh Nisan tomorrow night. And that means Pesach is a uh, a few short weeks away. Uh, before, let me just let you know, before we heard from uh, Shlemy Gertner, we heard uh, Simcha Liner, Shlemy Daskal, 
that opened up our song segment following the news from Israel. I want to remind you that JM Sunday is brought to you by Adorama. It is much more than just a camera store. It is the exclusive, actually it's the official electronics retailer of the Nachum Siegel Network. So go there for all your electronic needs. The number there, 1-800-223-2500. 1-800-223-2500. Or located at 42 West 18th Street in uh, New York City. That's the number to call. Programming continues all day long right here on uh, on JM. On J- well, JM Sunday continues till 9 o'clock. Programming continues all day long on the stream, NachumSiegel.com. And as I mentioned earlier, programming note, there will not be a new court report with Elliot Weiselberg today, but there will be a new one on um, on this coming Tuesday, from what I hear, at 7 p.m. So that is something to certainly look forward to. Mayor Fertig pointed out something to me in uh, this uh, latest edition of the uh, OU's Jewish Action, the Spring 5774 edition that leads right into my next guest here on JM Sunday. There's an article called Conquering Potato Fatigue. And uh, and it has to do with uh, the fact that on Pesach, a lot of people eat a lot of potato, and people are tired of it, potatoes, and people are tired of it. And the first question asked there in this article is, I'm so tired of potatoes for every side dish on Pesach. What are other options, especially if uh, they don't eat gebrucht? So it is fitting that my next guest here on JM Sunday is the author of the cookbook entitled The No Potato Passover. Aviva Kanoff, welcome to JM Sunday. Thank you so much for having me. It's really an honor to be here on the show with you this morning. Well, thank you so much. Your cookbook is really uh, nice, and, and it, it's beautiful in many different uh, aspects. We'll, we'll go through it in a minute. But the cookbook is called The No Potato Passover, A Journey of Food, Travel, and Color. And given, uh, for instance, this article uh, on conquering Passover, on p- potato fatigue, I guess, uh, is that part of what prompted you to author this particular cookbook? Um, I would say that is the exact reason why I came up with the No Potato Passover. You know, I was dreading another Pesach filled with eight days, 24 meals of potatoes. Um, I come from a long lineage of meat and potato people, and, you know, I was starting to wonder... What else is out there, you know? And there is a lot out there, as you show in the uh, in the book here. Uh, you can substitute potatoes. You can substitute so many things for potatoes and have so many delicious meals. I mean, th- this cookbook really is something that you can use throughout the year, not just on on Pesach. Definitely, that is. You know, I just wanted to use recipes that you wouldn't even know it was Pesach. You're sitting at the table, and it's not just matzah pizza and matzah brai and matzah farfel and potato this and potato that. Like, it's just fun, colorful, delicious, healthy recipes that you want to eat during the year. So you're not dreading Pesach food. It's just regular food that you're excited about. Right, and during the year, people can use these recipes and not think, oh, it's going to taste like Pesach. Oh, of course not. Not at all. Now, it's funny. I, I know you called it the No Potato Cookbook, but... I just realized something here, and I looked. At, I looked this uh, cookbook over in the last week or so. Do you actually have any uh, any matzah in any of the recipes? Um, that's a good question because people ask me a lot if it's non Um And when I do use matzah meal or 
uh, matzah cake meal or any matzah items, I do substitute it as well for non-gubrocks using a lot of almond meal. Right. I see you have, for instance, ground walnut or something. But it's funny. I wasn't even asking in terms of the gubrocks aspect of it. I was asking more in the in the terms of, like you said before, you think of Pesach, you think of potatoes, and a lot of matzah, matzah this, matzah that. But not a lot of these recipes you know, have that matzah as a main ingredient. No, not at None all. None of them. It's mostly just fresh vegetables, um, quinoa, spaghetti squash, parsnips, beets, you know, every everything but potatoes. And I don't I don't use a lot of fillers. I don't use a lot of you know, I don't use a lot of unnatural ingredients, I don't use a lot of processed foods, I don't use a lot of fillers. It's mostly just fresh vegetables and stuff you can find all year round at the market. Absolutely. I, I like the fact that right in the introduction, you uh, point out a few different things. You point out spaghetti squash, which is a great substitute for a lot of uh, foods that we can't have on Pesach, and quinoa, of course, which is a big thing. Uh, everybody talks about quinoa, has been talking about it for the last number of years. And you also right away go into um, two sauces that people can use, or, or dressing, tomato basil sauce, and a walnut pesto that can be used with a lot of different things. So I guess once people uh, have have that under their belt, they can add that to a lot of different recipes uh, that you have throughout the book. Oh, totally, totally. Um, you know, I I myself was dealing with a lot of potato vision, you know, potato <laughs> tunnel vision in the grocery stores, and I feel like that's something really, really common that people have. And then once they see that there's so many other substitutes, so many other dishes out there, you know, like potatoes, as much as I love them, and I am not a potato hater, people ask me that all the time. They're like, what do you have against potatoes? Um, and it's not that I hate potatoes. I do love them. They're healthy. They're great for you. You know, you just you want other options. And I'm a traveler. I like a lot of variety. I like to see what else is out there. Do do people, you know, when you talk about potatoes, I think most people will think of the regular um, white variety of potato, but do people ever give consideration to, uh, let's say, sweet potatoes or yams on Pesach? Um, they should, because potatoes is the number one superfood, and it's the best thing for you, so I eat them all the time. The only reason why I didn't use sweet potatoes in the book is because I didn't want people throwing it in my face and being like, oh, ha, you couldn't, <laughs> you couldn't stay away from potatoes, you know? Right. So I limited them, um, not because... I don't eat them or don't think that they're great for you and delicious, because I do. Right. Those people who like, let's say, sweet potato fries can substitute what you have here as a side dish on page 47, Cajun carrot fries. That seems to be a very uh, easy, quick recipe to make. Yeah, that's a really popular dish. You know, I think especially with kids, people think that they only want to eat, like, chicken nuggets and French fries and macaroni and cheese. But, you know, when you give them other options and... You know, they see other foods. They're excited about them. And kids love the Cajun carrot fries. I wouldn't suggest putting all the cayenne pepper, but <laughs> if you just, you know, substitute that or for just extra pepper or whatever they like to eat or just using salt and pepper and garlic, kids love it. And they're baked. They're not fried. So it's much, much healthier. And it's low carb, which a lot of my recipes are. So is that a uh, a way that you would recommend for people to get their children to eat vegetables that they normally wouldn't by, let's say, having a, a recipe like the Cajun fries, which kind of, if you can get them to eat it, they might realize that it's um, it's not so bad. A hundred percent. You know, and I tell people that the best thing they can do is substitute their favorite 
potato dishes. So that's what I'm doing a lot on my tour right now, my book tour, is I'm going to different shuls and different homes and different JCCs all over and telling people, you know, listen, like, what's your favorite What's your favorite potato dish? If it's potato kugel, instead of using potatoes, let's use spaghetti squash and have the salt and pepper kugel, which is a, it looks like potato kugel, and it tastes just as good. It's just a lighter substitute. Right. And Cajun carrot fries and the parsnip mash instead of mashed potatoes. You know, so people can incorporate their favorite dishes just by using different vegetables, and they end up being lighter and healthier and low-carb and just much better and more exciting, honestly. Absolutely. Aviva Kanoff is my guest this morning. The No Potato Passover, A Journey of Food, Travel, and Color is the name of the book. I understand that uh, the uh, the book uh, received the Gourmand Award, if I'm, pre- if I'm pronouncing it. Gourmand. Gourmand, right. excuse me, <laughs> yeah. the Gourmand Award for Best Kosher Cuisine in the United States. And last week you were named in the top five kosher cookbooks sold on Amazon. So that's a, a great accomplishment. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, it's, it's exciting. The whole journey has been exciting because um, I did self-publish the book, and I was involved in every single detail, you know, from beginning to end, um, doing all the photography, creating all the recipes, doing all the, you know, all the editing, all the printing, all the publishing, all the distribution. I've I've been involved with that personally, so it is really exciting. And because this is my first book, and I don't really have a lot of experience. Getting those awards and recognition is really, really exciting. Absolutely. A shout-out to Cynthia Gallimidi, who uh, mentioned to you and uh, to me and, uh, and, and kind of put this together. I believe she's uh, like one of your publicists. or uh, She uh, is an amazing publicist. <laughs> you know, she, her dedication and her, the hours that she puts in and the contacts that she has and the relationships that she forges with people is just Incredible. Absolutely. So thank you to Cynthia Gallimidi. Uh The book, by the way, besides the recipes and, and, of course, the pictures of the recipes, the pictures in the book, the the travel pictures, uh, make it uh, you know worthwhile alone just to get the book. I mean, you have some amazing shots from around the world. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, this book was definitely a labor of love. I wanted to create kind of like a family heirloom scrapbook kind of feel. Um, and, yeah, I wanted to pair, you know, personally, I love looking at travel photography, and I love, you know, whenever there's a, a food magazine and they pair it with photos from where the food is intrinsically from, I always find that really fascinating and exciting. So I wanted to do the same kind of thing, especially since I travel so often, I really wanted to incorporate my travel photography and make it even more fun and colorful and vibrant. Sure, absolutely. Uh, and you mentioned before this is your first cookbook. What got you into cooking? Is this something you've always done, uh, or is it something that uh, is, is more recent? Honestly, I've been cooking since I'm like four years old. <laughs> My parents used to leave the house and tell the babysitter, make sure Viva doesn't turn on the oven, you know, but every time they came home, I'd, I'd have some kind of culinary flop or masterpiece, depending on the night. So that turned into uh, into into beautiful creations uh, in in the cookbook for other people to to use. Uh, Luckily, the sacrifice of my father eating. You know, I have a funny story where I, you know, I think I was six years old and I was looking at a cookbook because you know at, at that point I wasn't really making up the recipes on my own. And the cookbook said one one teaspoon of salt, and I thought that was eleven teaspoons of salt. Oh, oh, oh. 
So my father, you know, my parents came home, and I was so excited because the cake had risen, and it was so fluffy, and it looked amazing. I was so proud of myself. And I was like, hey, Abba, check this out. I made my first cake. You want to try it? And he's like, oh, yeah, sure, you know. So he tasted it. I remember the look on his face when he had his first and only bite, might I say, of the salt chocolate cake. And, you know, my parents have always been incredibly supportive, so I really have to give a lot of credit to them That's for very supporting nice. me through this process. Very nice. You should have turned around right there and said, what, you don't like my salt chocolate cake? You know, I mean, what's wrong with that? Uh, yeah. you, you, you do allow some people to cheat here with uh, potatoes. You have on page 63 a parsnip mash, which if, you, if people didn't realize it, it looks like a mashed potato, but, of course, it has the uh, the parsnip. And uh, you, you allow people to, you know, substitute some of the parsnips with potatoes, I guess. You have um, to you know, throw that. That's for people that want a creamier consistency. Uh-huh. But, you know, recently I started substituting cauliflower instead of potato. You know, I like parsnip mm. mash just straight up, but I find that cauliflower mixed with parsnips really gives it a really similar kind of feel and look. Sure. Is um, First, uh, let me find out, where is this book available? Besides, it's available on Amazon, certainly. Um, yes, where else is it available? Uh, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Eichler's, um, and I just got picked up by a distributor this weekend, so hopefully it will be in all your favorite Judaica stores around the world. Excellent. So certainly look for that. Uh, do you find that people who are not used to cooking are afraid to start the process for any particular reason? Um, you know, I think people are intimidated, especially when it comes to Pesach. You know, I equate it with Thanksgiving, where the country, like, totally freaks out when they have to make a turkey meal for six people. Um, you know, Pesach food, people are, I think people are intimidated by it, but I wanted to eliminate that fear and intimidation and just make, you know, recipes that are so easy to follow. And you'll find that in my book, most of the recipes have about, like, five ingredients with, like, three to five steps. So it's super, super easy to follow. Yeah, they absolutely are. And uh, it's interesting uh, you mentioned in terms of uh, the preparation. Now, of course, for Pesach, a lot of people don't have that much time to experiment because they may not uh, turn over their kitchens that uh, well in advance of Pesach. So they kind of have to try some of these things even beforehand. And, of course, they certainly can, um, especially because there's uh, very little uh, matzah in some of these. So you know, people who may not eat any matzah product for a certain time before Pesach could still certainly try these out uh, well beforehand and then see how it is and then make them for Pesach and not have to worry that they're just experimenting on their guests or family. Yeah, I mean, I definitely encourage experimentation of cooking. That's the way I get most of my favorite recipes, you know, just mixing things that you wouldn't normally think go together. Um, And I would say for those people, you know, definitely if you want to try them out before you serve them on your guests, you know, serve your guests and... There's 50 people at your Seder, and you don't want to disappoint them and embarrass yourself. Definitely try them out. But, you know, I've personally, I've tested and tried those the recipes out. I'm, you know, I've given them to my friends and family, and I only put the ones in the book that people really love. So, you know, you can trust me and take my word for it, or you can experiment on your own. All of those are good options. Great. You have different sections in here. You have some desserts also. Uh, dairy, par of uh, poultry, meat, everything. The Moroccan chicken looks great. A lot of uh, different uh, spices in that, so I'm sure that would be a uh, a delightful dish. I'll put you on the spot. If uh, somebody is um, trying out their hand at cooking uh, some of these items for the first time, uh, different from what they usually do, 
what would you what would you suggest they try if they want to have a a meal for their guests from beginning to end one one uh, recipe or so in each category what would you suggest to them um okay so for the salads i really suggest using the beet salad i know a lot of people serve gefilte fish at their meal i know right. my family does it's not it's not yantif without gefilte fish <laughs> right. so, um or salmon you know so i like to pair the golden ruby beet salad with a fish dish and the recipe calls for cilantro, but I personally like to use mint as a substitute, mm. and I find that that's also a really refreshing um, taste. Okay, great. Um, for the soups, my favorite is the cabbage soup with matzo meatballs. Mm, interesting. Yeah. That, the meatballs have, I didn't see, I saw that page, but I didn't read the recipe. Does it have actually meat in it, or is it really just a, yeah, a matzo? Yeah, yeah, no. Okay. It's, I mix, it's like... It's like eating a matzo ball and a meatball at the same time. Wow. It's really, I, that's my favorite. And also all my cream soups don't actually use cream. They use right. almond milk. Of course. Which, you know, which is also like a nice light creamy taste without A, being dairy, B, without all the fat. Right, so absolutely. That's a great substitute. Okay. Also, this is a no-fail, the, the Southwestern meatballs is my family's favorite by mm. far. Okay. Especially it's good for kids and it's good for people. You know, my family doesn't really like to, you know, they don't really like a lot of exotic dishes, to be honest. So okay. um, for them, that one is really their favorite. Excellent. So Southwestern meatballs. We have the beet salad, cabbage soup, Southwestern meatballs, and uh, and they're sweet and spicy, I see. Uh, and then what would you have for a dessert, let's say? Um, my favorite is the coconut cream pie and a macaroon crust. Hmm. Yeah, macaroons are another big thing. Uh, I just you know, I don't like to eat them on their own, but I when you make them into a pie crust, it really changes the whole dynamic. I, I just saw an ad somewhere for a new flavor of macaroons. Uh, I don't remember one of the ingredients. One of the flavors was pistachio, pistachio and something mushrooms. I, I'm not sure that That's they. That's a little weird. I'm not yeah. gonna lie. <laughs> pistachio, <laughs> I can get behind. I don't know about mixing it with mushrooms. Right. Uh, and uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure, but I... I'm sure my sister will love those. <laughs> she loves, like, the weirdest food. Great, all different things. Great. Well, this cookbook really is amazing. I suggest that people go out today and get it. Uh, it's, a, it's a Sunday. It's early. You have, you have plenty of time to, uh, to get this. Try a few of the recipes even before you turn your kitchen over. Or if you've done that already, or if you have a separate kitchen, definitely try some of these recipes. They really look great. And uh, and I think you would agree that people, like you said, can experiment even uh, with your recipes. They can add some of the flavorings maybe that or ingredients that they particularly like and try and see if it goes well together with what you have. Oh, sure. I really encourage mixing and matching for sure. Over, I, I think there are, what, about 100 recipes in here or more than 100 recipes? There's actually 88 recipes, 88. but 168 okay. pages. Ah, excellent, excellent. 88 recipes, plenty of new things to try for Passover. The name of the book, The No Potato Passover, A Journey of Food, Travel, and Color. And there's a lot of color in here and a lot of great pictures. Aviva Kanoff, thank you so much for joining me this morning on JM Sunday. I look forward to having you back on, even not on Pesach, and talking about uh, cooking in general and find out what's going well, on. Well, actually, what um, I'm coming out with my new book, Gluten-Free Around the World, Ooh. which is out in June, so... You know, for people, you know, I encourage people also for this book who are gluten-free, there are plenty, plenty of gluten-free recipes, gluten-free options. Excellent. So we definitely will have you on then, and we'll we'll talk about the gluten-free cookbook. 
Okay, great. Thank you so much again, Aviva. Have Thank a, you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. Sure thing. Have a great Pesach. You too. Bye. Aviva Kainoff here on uh, JM Sunday. It's a really, really interesting book. I, I do suggest that people get it, uh, you all get it, and uh, and try out these recipes. It'll be a lot of fun. You can do it with the... Do it with the family. Get everybody involved, and then they'll enjoy more of what uh, you're going to have on Pesach. 8.51 a.m. in the morning here on uh, JM Sunday, exclusively on the Nachum Siegel Network. We're going to go to music by Aton Katz right here on the stream. JM in the AM. <laughs> JM Sunday on the Nachum Siegel Network.
Eitan Katz live in Jerusalem with Yehei Rava here on uh, JM Sunday as we get set to wrap up another edition of the show. My thanks to my guest, Aviva Kanoff of, uh, of the No Potato Passover cookbook. She is the author. It's a great book, and uh, if you missed the interview, you can go to the archives a little bit later and catch that. But go out and get the book. It's available on Amazon and all your and Barnes and Noble and all your uh, Jewish bookstores. So that's uh, something to um, to enjoy and listen to as uh, as you get ready for Pesach. We're going to be here next Sunday and the Sunday right before Pesach. We will be uh, having a live show both of those Sundays, and we're going to try to get some interesting programming on beforehand. Maybe even. Uh, some questions to to answer on the day of B'digas Chametz, uh, Pesach question. So we'll see. Make sure you keep it tuned. My thanks to listener uh, Stuart, who just liked the JM Sunday page. And uh, he uh, he will be one of the first people to know what's going on on JM Sunday because he's liked that page. So make sure that you do so if you get a chance. Thanks so much. The programming continues on the Nachum Siegel Network. NachumSiegel.com all day long. Court report will not be new tonight, but it will be new on Tuesday night at 7 p.m. My thanks, everyone, for joining me this morning. We'll see you back here next week on JM Sunday.